I'm Susie Goodwin, the host of Run, Lift, Mom, and as most of you know, I am a Zaya Active Independent Representative. This summer, we are celebrating our four pillars, activity, community, uplift, and light. We're doing everything we can to exemplify these pillars, and we hope this episode of Run, Lift, Mom inspires you to join us because it is about activity. Welcome to the Run, Lift, Mom podcast, where we're talking about running, lifting, and momming, not necessarily in that order. Today, I have for you Anne-Marie Cody. Anne-Marie is a NASA astronomer, athlete, and the mom of three. That's right, she's a triplet mom living in the San Francisco Bay area of California. She's competed nationally in rowing and orienteering, and then more recently, she has taken up stroller running, which is what initially connected us. She has owned the Guinness World Record for the fastest half marathon, pushing a triple pram, and she's the current holder of the Guinness World Record for the fastest marathon, pushing a triple pram. She also has a similar record pending at the 10K distance. Professionally, Anne-Marie works for the Kepler and K2 missions, which hunt for planets around other stars using data from NASA's Kepler Space Telescope. You guys, this woman is the real deal. She's the total package. Without further ado, my friend and Guinness World Record holder, Anne-Marie Cody. All right. Hi, Anne-Marie. Welcome to the Run, Lift, Mom podcast. Thank you. I am so excited to have you here. Not only are you a triplet mom, you are have owned multiple and own multiple as well as pending Guinness World Records. You're a very accomplished athlete. I want you, though, to start with, so everybody knows you're a triplet mom and you're an accomplished runner. Can you talk to me a little bit about why and how you found running? Sure. You know, I actually found running from a very young age. Um, I grew up in this tiny town in the middle of Massachusetts that no one's heard of. It's called Harvard, no association with the university. But out of that tiny town came um, an amazing Olympic runner. Her name is Lynn Jennings. I don't know if you've yeah. heard of her. Yes. She went to my high school. And she ran on my high school cross-country team in the late 70s when there were no girls running cross-country. And so she... When I moved to that town at age 10, I started walking home from school every day and the high school cross country team was doing their practice and they would run by me. And of course, Lynn Jennings was out, you know, getting world cross country championships at that point. But I associated that team and her with running. And not only that, but these, these kids would go by me and I was like, wow, that looks really fun. So as soon as I was eligible, that was in seventh grade when I was 12 years old, I started going to that school and um, I was like, I got to join this team. That is so cool. I mean, we'll dip back into your experience, but I want to pause here because I've had a lot of moms on this show and something in common that everyone has is um, they model healthy behaviors were modeled for them and they model healthy behaviors for their kids. And I love that that's where it really began with you as well. Yeah. 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 And it was so fun. I mean, honestly, it was more than just running, like being on a team and everything like that was my social outlet. 
And so I just started to associate running with fun, fun, fun times. And, uh, yeah. Very cool. So then into adulthood, I mean, you're a triplet mom. <laughs> so um, did you run in adulthood prior to that pregnancy with multiples? Well, you know, I never really did competitive running in terms of road racing. I did a little bit of trail running. I mostly did it just recreational, you know, go out, enjoy myself. Um, and so after college, I had some injuries that frustrated me. And I wouldn't, won't say I gave up on running, but I, I didn't really have any ambitions because of those injuries. And I got into rowing as a result because that's low impact. And I really enjoyed rowing. I did it for about five, six years after college. Um, and then uh, I got tired of getting up at 5.30 in the morning. I'm not really a morning person, which I know sounds weird for a mom, but I'm still not a morning person. And I then, bet there are a lot of people that can relate to that because yeah. listeners of this podcast hear me talk about my alarm going off at 4.30, and I know 75% of them roll their eyes every time I say it. <laughs> yeah, so I did, I, I did rowing. Uh, I still want to get back to rowing, but I couldn't hack the schedule. And, okay. um, and then I got into another sport, which does involve running, but it's not, it's not road racing. It's called orienteering. And if you haven't heard of that, it's a combination of cross country running or hiking. You can do it at whatever pace and math navigation. They call it the thinking sport because it's not all about going fast. It's about getting from point A to point B in the wilderness via whatever route you choose. So I was running, but the focus wasn't on like trail races or road races. And I did that right up until the time when the triplets were born actually. And I, I still do it occasionally. Um, and it's another thing I want to get back to. It's just hard to take two year olds to a wilderness orienteering meet at this point when they're maybe four, I think they'll be able to actually do it themselves. But it's, it's been on hold while I do mostly road running and, and stroller pushing. Well, we, we preach seasons of life, and it does not surprise me to hear that the astronomer is attracted to the thinking woman's sport. Yeah. <laughs> so talk to me a little bit about stroller running. Can you tell me at the, you know, recording of this podcast, it's we're knocking on June 2019. How old are your triplets and when did you start running with them? My triplets just turned two and a half. We're in the middle of the terrible twos. <laughs> terrible twos times three times three. See, now here's where I can relate to you, Anne-Marie. <laughs> <laughs> so they were born two and a half years ago. That puts us around Thanksgiving of 2016. And um, prior to having them, I couldn't run much because I was carrying three babies. I did try. I ended up doing some hiking until the very end, but running, that was a bit painful. Um, not to mention it scared by doctors. Right. And then I wanted to try some running after, but unfortunately I had become super anemic during the pregnancy and the combination of that and giving birth and everything, I had like way too few blood cells to even walk around for like a month. Like I would stand up and just huff and puff and have to sit down. 
but I wasn't too frustrated because I had other things to think about, like the fact that I had three babies, right? So I wasn't really thinking about running. You know, uh, there's that. Right. If we did sound effects in this podcast, this is where I would do the drum cymbals because uh, yeah. it sounds like a punchline. You know, other things. Yeah. But I got over that and I kind of got into the routine of having three newborns and I started to think about running. But then the new problem was I had all this pain, like my pelvic joint was just way too mobile which is not a surprise because stuff loosens when you're pregnant and when you have three like they exp everything expands mm -hmm. so I could not run without pain and I went to PT but of course I had zero time to do PT exercises so I did that for about six months until I was able to run with the help of uh, a support belt uh, pain-free so I went a long time without running and that was hard for me because I enjoy running a lot. And I was looking for some goal or something to motivate me to get through the tough times, both with taking care of three newborns, some kind of outlet, but also the fact that I couldn't really run without pain for a while. Right. And, um, you know, initially, right before I had the babies, some friends said, you know, oh, we should get some money to get Amory a triple jogging stroller. You know, she, she loves running. She's totally going to do this. And it's funny because you know what my reaction was? It's not what you would think. I was like, I don't want one of those things. It's totally inconvenient. It doesn't fit on the sidewalk. When the heck am I going to use that? No, I want practical stuff. And Says so the woman who now owns and has owned multiple Guinness World Records. That is pretty yeah. funny to hear. But yeah. you're in, you're in um, the San Francisco area, right? That's correct. So you're probably thinking space as well. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, we moved recently, but we were in a, a not too large two bedroom apartment on a second floor with a stairway. It does have, it did have a garage, but there's not much space in the garage because we're sharing it with four other apartments. And uh, when the kids were born, we had a compact car. So we put three car seats across the back and us adults rode in the front. The stroller, these these triple strollers, they don't fit in the trunk of a compact car. So <laughs> right. I was like, what, what is the point of that? I, I don't want one. Thanks, friends, for the good idea. But, you know, please get me diapers instead. And for listeners, and we've talked about this in the episode with Pie Bell and Sherry Armitage, they're quad moms. Um, we've talked about the different multiple running, running strollers i.e. beyond a double. The triple is probably about, what would you say, about three and a half, four feet wide. I want people to picture this yeah. as they're listening. I measured it at four feet. All right. Four feet wide, and she's driving a compact car. Continue on. Well, so eventually we realized that in order to have family visit and to go anywhere outside of the neighborhood, we needed a minivan. <laughs> but, uh, but let's back up a moment, because before the minivan ever arrived on the scene, that was we lasted six months with the compact car, actually. Wow. But, um, Literally until the wheels fall off. Yeah. And, um, you know, I got this idea planted in my head that maybe I should try running with a stroller, because I was looking for ways to get the babies to relax. And uh, we didn't really have any way to take them around the neighborhood. We didn't have any kind of triple stroller whatsoever. We had a double, with the, which the car seats latched into, and then I would carry the third kid on my chest. And I guess after a while, I decided, 
you know, when it gets warm, this is not going to work because it can get pretty hot in California. Um, so I think that's sort of what got me thinking. And then we also for a time had a nanny and the nanny was just like, I am not going to push a double stroller and carry a third child. Like this is not happening. So I thought, okay, I need a triple stroller. And so I looked into the ones that are not meant for jogging that are three, three in a line, like a train. Uh, but the kids weren't even six months old and those didn't really lean far back enough when kids, when babies don't have so much head support, you know, they need to recline a fair amount. Right. And so I was almost going to buy one of those. And then I suddenly thought maybe I should get a jogging stroller. And I realized that a lot of those do recline pretty far. And I had it in the back of my head that uh, this other triplet mom who happens to be named Susie Goodwin <laughs> had set a Guinness World Record doing a half marathon. And suddenly, I don't know at what point this was, but something clicked. It was like, you know, I, I never thought of racing with my new triplets, but that would be a pretty cool goal to actually do a half marathon with them in in a triple stroller. And so I, think and if I folks are timelining this, we set our <sighs> Guinness record cause we, we created the category and set the record. That was no, it was a hot, it was November, 2016. So this right. is right around the time. When they're or, born. Ha, yeah. yeah. And I saw it in the news and my triple group said, Hey, look at this guys. And I was like, wow, that is so cool. I didn't even know that was a thing. And so I had that in the back of my head. I didn't really take it seriously for a while. But, you know, when I was considering which stroller to get, I, it kind of pushed me in the direction of getting the, the inconveniently large jogging stroller. <laughs> but, of course, the problem is, where do you get one of these? They, they're not really sold in stores at this point. They're such a small market. And so I started looking on Craigslist and things like that. And I couldn't find one. I found a, a triplet mom in Texas, but she, she just couldn't figure out how to ship it to me because the thing weighs, you know, 60, 70 pounds. Yeah. I gave up on that. And then, uh, I found one in the LA area actually. Um, and I used to live in LA. So, you know, I was familiar with the area, but again, you know, I wasn't, how, how, how are we supposed to send it up from LA? So it just so happened that in, uh, I think it was March or April of 20, 17. Uh, my husband had an opportunity to go down to the LA area because he's involved in some mountain search and rescue stuff. And there was a big event happening down there, which he really wanted to go to. And at first I was like, no, we have newborn triplets. You can't ditch me and go to LA for three days. And then all of a sudden I found out that there was one of these massive triple strollers. Now you can go. You need and to acquire yeah. this stroller. <laughs> so I was like, You know what? I've had a change of heart. You can go. And he was like, what? And I said, but there's a condition. Oh, I knew it. There's a condition. You have to come back with this triple stroller. And so we joke, but it's the stroller that he drove a thousand miles for. And remember, we still didn't have the minivan at this point. So how is he even going to get it back? Right? So he went by himself with the compact car. He got the stroller, tested it out. It worked well. And he put it in the back seat. We took all the car seat mounts out, everything. And wow. the took up the entire back seat of the car. <laughs> now, by back. this point on in Facebook Messenger, you and I have connected with another triplet mom, and we're talking a little bit about stroller running. I know you had toyed around with the idea of 
breaking the record. Um, and, it, and so if folks are listening, this was the half marathon record at the time. And we had exchanged some like, hey, girl, this is how you want to go at it as far as your application yeah. with Guinness, kind of some best practices. I'm definitely fast forwarding a little bit, but can you tell me a little bit about preparing for that initial race running with the triplets and then that race, because we know there are more records to come <laughs> after that one. But I'm so, I feel blessed that we were connected through that. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah, I knew nothing about the Guinness process. So you gave me a lot of really helpful information. And my, you know, my first task was just getting back on my feet. And that happened in June of 2017. I uh, went, we took a nice trip to the, the seaside, and there was a paved bike path along the Pacific Ocean there, really gorgeous. My mother-in-law was visiting, and I said, hey, why don't, to my husband, why don't you and your mom take a walk, and I'm going to try jogging with this thing and just see what happens. And I took off with it along this path with, you know, lots of walkers and bikers. And, of course, the first reaction I get is, what is this? You know, this huge <laughs> stroller, what the heck? So, wait, but you didn't have the the kids in it you just took the straw oh no I did have the kids oh okay yeah. all right jump in the deep end girl keep going what is going on here and I got all these reactions which I was kind of put off by by now I'm very used to it but we went six miles and I was like gosh this is so fun you would think if you go into the wild with a triple jogging stroller, right, and you're like, you're legit running with it, you would think that it's like a Tupac sighting. Okay, y'all? Like people lose their minds. Yes. Then that is what I found out. Now, that was not the fun part for me. I was kind of like, uh, I was a little shy about the whole thing, but the, just the feeling of pushing this thing and it was it's I still use it it's a very uh, high quality stroller that has like a smooth glide feeling to it I understand not all of them feel like that so even though I'm pushing at this point like 110 pounds it it felt good and I think part of it is because I used to be a rower when you row people think it's like an arm sport but it's not you're using your upper legs and your lower back your core and you're pushing something heavy which is a boat and in this case, I was using a lot of those same muscles to push something heavy. And it was kind of like, oh, I found something new and cool and it feels really good. But it's a stroller. Now, your original intention to get into running was maybe to help calm them down a little bit. Did you find yeah. on that run that that hit the mark or did it take you guys a little bit of practice? Oh, yes. Yes. So another motivation, and it remains to this day, is that I... Once we passed the newborn stage, I could not figure out how to get my three kids to nap in their cribs simultaneously at home. Mm -hmm. I think I would have this all figured out, but to this day, they just won't do it. But if they're moving, i.e. in the car or in the stroller, I can get them all to take a nap. <laughs> and that became our lifeline, that stroller. We like, talk about finding your why pretty often. And, you know, something I would normally ask a guest is, hey, why not just hire a babysitter or get a treadmill? But you're, I mean, you're sinking it right there with your why. It's to get them to nap, you guys. It's yeah. for sanity. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, it could be. We have found that babysitters are more successful at getting them to nap than we parents are. <laughs> but that's really expensive in our area. <laughs> um, and... It's a win-win thing. Mommy wants to run. The kids need to sleep. I get peace. Like, 
this is my sanity time now with the running with the stroller. You know, I don't care if people laugh at us, say, whoa, what's that? Like, I get peace and quiet and scenery and fresh air and the kids get a nap and it's it's just perfect. Now, Anne-Marie, when you did go on to break the Guinness World uh, Record half marathon pushing a triple pram, I mean, real talk, it was 14 minutes faster than I did it, okay? So I'm wondering at this point when you're on run number one, were you just fast right out of the gates or did you have to work up to the the speed that you have now acquired with this stroller? Yeah, you know, that was, uh, I had, I guess, a lot of fitness built up, even though I didn't run through the pregnancy. And that was sort of my, my baseline fitness level because what happened was I started running in June. I set the record in the very beginning of November. And between those two times, I got sick, like, three, four times because the kids at that point were in daycare and they brought all the germs home. So I tried to train and build up speed, but effectively it was like two steps forward, one step back. So I had a friend giving me some workouts and then I'd like skip a week due to sickness and I had never run a half marathon before. That is insane. Now, you were doing this alongside a fundraiser for the El Camino uh, NICU where your triplets lived for how long when they were initially? They were there for about three and a half weeks. Okay. So did that help you kind of, you know, get you through those times of sickness or kind of adversity there, that fundraiser? Yeah. You know, I, I really, I kind of wanted to have a larger reason other than just me breaking a record. Mm -hmm. And so... Yeah, I set up a fundraiser for both our NICU and something called Project Sweet Peace, which is a nationwide program that helps uh, families with babies in NICUs. And I didn't really feel comfortable, I guess, drawing attention just to myself. And so I felt like if the attention were on something else and for a good cause, then that made me feel better about the whole thing. <laughs> and we will link to uh, Project Sweet Peas in the show notes. People can click on details and okay. go right to that link. Let me not glide over the fact, though, that you said this was your first half marathon. So you guys, are you hearing this? Not only did she break the two-hour mark, but she's effectively pushing, what was the total weight at that point? Like 120, 130 pounds? I think it was more like 110, actually. Yeah. It was pretty <laughs> light. This is what I'm pushing now. It was pretty light. Yeah. That is wild. So tell me about, okay, so half marathon, Guinness World Record. Most people would call it a day, I know from experience. What made you want to set the marathon record and then break your own record <laughs> well so there's another mom out there who i found pretty inspiring um her name is Teresa marie pitts mm-hmm. and she's out in uh montana she also broke the half marathon record in the months leading up to me in fact she i believe she broke it twice she broke her own record and yours She actually has eight children. She ran with three of them, though. And she did, she established a mark for the full marathon. And I was pretty inspired by that. Now, the whole, the full marathon was another race that I had never, ever done. (laughs) No clue. But I thought, well, I just did my first half marathon. and It went pretty well. Maybe I should up the ante a little bit. (laughs) Oh, if people could, I am laughing because, I, again, are you guys hearing this? Um, Anne-Marie 
did her first half marathon pushing 110 pounds worth of baby in stroller. And now she wants to do her first full marathon to achieve a Guinness World Record, again, pushing the babies in the stroller. This is amazing. Yeah, I think, honestly, part of it was that we were well into these nap time stroller rides every weekend. I'd be running like one to two hours a day so they could sleep. And I was just the power of a nap. For a mom. Than just napping. <laughs> <laughs> but that was a hard one, I have to say, because I looked for a marathon that would take us. Mm. And I thought I had one. I was in pretty good shape like um, six weeks after I ran the half marathon. I was going up in distance, you know, like I did 16 miles. That went pretty well. And I thought I had a marathon actually down in the LA area, but the, the race course went on a path by the ocean that was not as wide as the road. And I went back and forth with the race director and ultimately the director said, no, you know, we, we just can't have a stroller that large in our race. And I was kind of bummed. And so I, I kept looking around. It's very hard to find races of any length that will let a triple stroller in because they, they consider it a security hazard for the other runners. Even right. though so most, sure. most people listening have never um, done a Guinness World Record application, but for the running one with strollers specifically, um, you know, a lot of criticism happens. Folks think it's a safety on the course, like, ah, this is a hazard. Oh, no, y'all. If you see somebody out there like Anne-Marie who is running with a stroller or setting a record for sure, there's been a lot of dialogue with the race director, with the course certification yeah. folks. They, we are supposed to be there. Um, and there's a lot that happens behind the scenes. It's not like you just put three kids in a stroller yeah. and decide to race one day. A lot yeah. happens beforehand. Yeah. So ultimately, I found one with really nice race directors in Modesto, California in um, March 2018. And like you said, you know, in all my races, I work with the directors. They allow specifically allow me to start in the front and off to the side. So the fast people are never bothered by us. And so the fast people go right by. And more importantly, the people who are a little bit faster than us and come from behind see us and they can go around rather than me surprising them with my four foot. We call it the tank, actually. <laughs> yeah. Very so, good. But it's kind of crazy because I had this marathon idea and I really didn't know if I could pull it off. Um, and we just all winter, we just kept getting sick because germs they come home and they multiply by three and you go down for weeks on end so I, I was in this dialogue but I told the directors I'm going to be quite honest like I'm not going to register until the very last minute and I do not know if I'm going to show up so like don't even announce that I'm doing this in fact I didn't do the fundraiser the second time I was so unsure if this was going to happen I didn't tell anyone at all in fact I didn't even tell the woman who was my de facto coach who was sending me training plans I didn't even tell her I was thinking that I was going to do it. <laughs> wow. So wow. I registered. The race was on Sunday in March um, 2018. I registered on Friday. And wow. I said, let's so do it. I'm curious. Okay, so not everybody can relate to being up for a Guinness World Record or stroller running with over 100 pounds worth of babies. But we can all relate to sometimes – there's a really great thing in terms of social accountability, right? Hey guys, I'm going to do this race. This is my intention. Do you feel like it helped you to take that out, like that factor out, i.e. 
there is no social pressure on me. If I want to yeah. grind and do this, I can do it. Yeah, because you know what happened during the first race? There was so much pressure on me because I had announced it that I'm going to do it. And I did accomplish it. But the whole week before, I was in like this state of almost panic. And it was not pleasant. And so I thought, you know, I, I don't really want to go through this again. Because, and, and in fact, I, what I thought was going to be a not too hard to accomplish task was made even harder by the fact that uh, a week or two before my half marathon record, someone lowered the time substantially. And so suddenly... It was like, not only have I announced, like, I'm going to do this, but suddenly it's a lot harder and I just kind of freaked out. And I right. thought, all right, if I do the marathon, I'm just going to like do it for me and the kids and tell people after the fact, which is what I did. Okay. So that was the 406. Yeah. So that was my first marathon. <laughs> <ever>. <laughs> I'm laughing, but I mean, so many people, right? Oprah did a marathon in 435. P. Diddy did one in 424. These are times that recreational runners will shoot for. Um, and Anne Marie has done a 406 uh, with her stroller. Talk to me a little bit about your most recent race attempt. That was a very, very speedy 10K effort. That's right. You know, these stroller stroller races are just, uh, they're fun, but I also came to recognize along the way that they're, they're very inspiring to other moms and folks out there for the most part. And that's something that I didn't really think about when I first did them. And so after I did a few and people were like, wow, check this out. Like I got to get out and run. Look at this lady. I was like, wow, this is, this is pretty neat. And, um, I had this slight problem, which I had a half marathon record, a full marathon record, and I did do a second half marathon, but it was not clear whether it would be approved because there was a big issue with the course certification. So I had two certificates and three kits, and I was like, I am not going to live that up. What am I going to do? You know, no, they're going to go just off. buy a duplicate certificate, right? Oh, yeah. no, she's going to break another record. Yeah. So I was like, well, I thought the third one was my second half marathon, but then I was like, I don't, I don't know if I'm going to get that. And I'm never going to break the half marathon again because a really fast lady went and broke my time eventually. So I thought, well, and, and the marathon, like, oh, forget that. I'm never doing that again either. That was like four hours of pushing kids and they're now toddlers. Like who would do that? But the 10K was something that existed at other dis at, uh, for other strollers, double and single, but not the triple. So I, I decided I'm going to establish it just like you, Susie, established the half marathon. That'll be like no problem, right? You know, they'll give me a time limit. It won't be too hard. I'll just go out and do it, and then we'll get our three certificates, and all the kids can be happy when they grow up and have a plaque on their wall, you know. But in the meantime, I applied and they gave me the go ahead. Someone else went out and broke it before I had a chance to race. This so is the second yeah. time the standard, has, the time standard yeah. has been lowered for you and the pressure has upped. Exactly. So, <laughs> and, and, and by the time I was, had a race lined up and, um, I, Thought I was running to break 50 minutes. Mm -hmm. Someone lowered it by a minute, which for a 10K is significant. And right. and 10K is a distance I've done before. And so I'll tell you, when I was training for the half marathon, I did two 10Ks. I finished in 52 minutes in both of them. Uh. When, when the kids were tiny. So I was like, 
again, I like challenges, as you can see, but I was not at all convinced. But lining up to the starting line, you're like 49 minutes. This is aggressive. Yeah, well, so I'll tell you a little secret, though. I was so concerned that I couldn't do it uh-huh. that I went and made myself a practice 10K course. It's hard to find an uninterrupted 10K in a busy suburban area where I am, but I found a, a bike trail, and it was not optimal. It was um, it pretty hilly and curvy and stuff, but I trained on it once. I did not make the time. And then two weeks later, I went back and I managed to hit 49 just barely. So I was like, okay, at least I, I backed up on the pressure a little bit. But um, but then but, race day, race day, you really nailed it. Because what is yeah. pending currently as, as of the time of this recording is 47.10. Yeah. So it turns out for all of you who are interested in racing with strollers, the course really matters. The hills Take the hills out, flat, smooth, open road, no wind. It makes a huge difference because when that wind blows, my stroller is like a parachute. And that's actually why it's so hard to find good races to set records on because where I live, we're by the water. And anytime you go by the water, like, forget it. So I have to find inland races with nice directors and also with courses that are certified by the USA Track and Field. So it's actually super hard to find. Uh, so ours was very hilly. Ours was almost a uphill designation. We missed it by um, about 20, yeah. 20 yeah. feet, I think, um, because the, the consideration for you or I is, well, do I travel somewhere pancake flat yeah. or do I let the kids sleep in their bed the night before? Exactly. So, that was wow. the great thing about this 10K. It was uh, the last two races I've done have been within 20, 30 minutes of home. So we lucked out with that. Smart woman. All right. Well, Anne-Marie, I could talk to you all day long, world record holder multiple times that you are. Um, I do want to wrap up here, though, and be respectful of your time because one of the things I'm most impressed by, you are a working mom who has triplets and does these amazing things on the race course. And I, I don't want to underestimate that as well. You're passionate about your career and you're making strides there as well. Tell me, if you could go back 10 years what is a piece of advice that you would give yourself? Yeah, you know, I would tell myself to to chill out and have more fun, honestly. I was so focused on my, my education, my studies, and I, I almost, like, I enjoyed athletics, rowing, running, but I was so focused on being one thing, which was an astronomer, that I felt like I had to hide the rest. And now I'm not doing that. I'm like... Yay, I work at NASA, I run, I'm a mom, and that's like all of those things are me. And it's taken me a while to actually show that to people because it's when you're in um, scientific research, academics, university culture is such that they want you to be really good at one thing. And if you go out and do other things that you're good at, it's almost like you look distracted. And I, I latched onto that idea for a while. Now I've realized, no. You know, I am the happiest person when I do all of these things and balance my time well between them, between the family and all that. And I wish I'd figured that out 10 years ago because it's just so much more enjoyable now. 
I hope people are hearing you. I know the listeners of this show, and I think there are a lot of moms that are stuck in that, meaning that their entire identity is in motherhood and they don't make room to enjoy the other things. So I hope they're hearing themselves paralleled in what you're describing with your career there. Yeah, it's very important to get me time. And I like to tell people, you know, my kids are happy because I put the proverbial oxygen mask on myself first before I put it on them. And, uh, you know, I enjoy running. It's good for them. But it makes me happy, which then makes me a better mom, I think, for it. Absolutely. I don't know of a better place uh, to, to leave this off. Anne-Marie, thank you so much for coming on and sharing with your experience about being a triplet mom runner who's also a working professional. I, I feel so blessed that we connected many years ago, and I look forward to, um, to staying connected as our triplets grow up. Yeah. Well, thanks. I really appreciate talking to you. That was fun. Awesome. Bye, Anne-Marie. Thank you very much. So many nuggets in this episode. I hope you guys heard Anne-Marie when she discussed the importance of modeling healthy behavior. What if she had never seen that cross-country team running or known who Lynn Jennings was? I hope you heard her when she talked about her adversity and how she turned those challenges into triumphs with her Guinness World Records. I also hope that you heard that last segment where she talked about being caught up in an identity and learning to relax and have fun with the other areas of her life. Thank you so much, Anne-Marie. I am honored to have an athlete like yourself come on the Run, Lift, Mom podcast. Until I get in your earpiece again, remember, for while bodily training is of some value, godliness is of value in every way, as it holds promise for the present life and also for the life to come. That's from 1 Timothy 4.8, and this has been the Run, Lift, Mom podcast. It's time for the Zaya Active item of the week, and this week it's the Racer Light and Tight High Rise Crop. No matter what size you are from 0 to 18, the inseam on these is 17 inches. The shorter length is perfect for summer, but it's that same light and tight blend that you love. It's compressive, it performs, it makes you feel sucked in. I love this pattern because it does mask lumps and bumps. It's also extremely versatile as a neutral print. Click details. You'll see the link to these in the show notes. That's the Racer Light and Tight High Rise Crop, 17 inches. Thank you for your support of the Run Lift Mom podcast. This is a passion project for me that began in February of 2019 and now has over 10,000 listens. It's amazing. This is where I uplift other women and create communities around the areas of running, lifting, and motherhood. If you haven't yet done so already, please rate, review, and subscribe. That helps folks find the podcast and it keeps this passion project going. I am beyond excited to announce that Red H Nutrition is an official partner of the Run Lift Mom podcast. 
I've been a Red H sponsored athlete since November of 2018, which means that I've trained for multiple marathons, a 100K trail race while using these products to supplement my training as well as on race day. And I think that you can take it to the bank. They work. Some of my favorites are Super Greens, Super Flexi, and ZenRem, but you can click on details in the show notes to shop Red H Nutrition and check it out for yourself. Use code RUNLIFTMOM, that's R-U-N-L-I-F-T-M-O-M, just like the name of this show, to save 10%. Again, just click on details in your show notes, shop Red H Nutrition, and then use code RUNLIFTMOM at checkout for 10% off.